from Kurtco Media. Coming up on this episode of Life Done Better. Oh my gosh, it was so overwhelming. I didn't expect that tears were falling. My girlfriend, her tears were falling. I would she's like, You're crying. I'm, I'm like, I'm not crying, you're crying. And my other girlfriend came in and she's hooting and hollering. We were so bonded at that moment and emotional, but not just bonded, they were inspired. Welcome to Life Done Better. I'm your host, Jill DeYoung. Do you know the saying, meditate 20 minutes daily, and if you don't have time, then meditate for an hour? (laughs) I feel that way about exercise. When we're busy and feeling overwhelmed, exercise is usually the one thing that is not a priority anymore, but we need it more during that time. Exercise helps to reduce stress, it will give you the energy you need, and it has a great ripple effect. After a workout, you choose to eat healthier, you sleep better at night, and it uplifts your mood. When we set a goal like losing a certain amount of weight or looking a certain way, it's not juicy enough to stay motivated for long periods of time. Setting a bigger goal, experiential goal with a specific date will get you moving and more likely to stick with it even when life gets in the way. I'm talking about doing something challenging, working towards something exciting, maybe even a bit scary. Besides a fitness trainer and health coach, I'm also a certified triathlon coach. My triathlon journey felt really empowering, and I thought it would be so fun if I could put together an influencer team and have them all experience it too. So I put together the Wellness Warrior team for the Herbalife Triathlon, and the women I selected were already active. They work in the health and wellness industry and teach others what they're good at. But this was going to be their very first triathlon. One of the girls is my friend Sparrow Heatley. Sparrow is based in California and works as a massage therapist, esthetician, and a yoga instructor. Hi, Sparrow. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jill. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. I'm so glad that we get to talk about your experience because it was such a joy to witness your journey over the last four months. (laughs) You showed up with so much enthusiasm and you shared what you learned with your teammates. And on race day, I smiled when I was looking for you and you positioned yourself in the very front at the start line. (laughs) (laughs) I had to squeeze to the front to get there. I know you were telling me the day before the race that you thought of yourself as the more go with the flow, zen, and not pushing yourself very hard in exercise, even though you're very active. It's not like you wanted to go through these extremes. And it may also have to do with your injury, of course. But when I saw you doing the triathlon, I think it unleashed something new inside of you. There's a part where there's a mental capacity where you feel like, I mean, I felt like I was going to give up during the race. During the swim, and I've been practicing swimming. I've been in that lap pool. I've been waking up and getting in that ocean at 6.30 in the morning with the group been getting out there and learning what it felt like to be in the water. And when the gunshot fired, the time was to to go, race started, the adrenaline is up in your throat and in your chest. You're wearing this wetsuit. I mean, I was practicing freestyle, but at one point I was doggy paddling. (laughs) Yeah, you get so out of breath and it's so uncomfortable to swim with so many people around you. You feel like a sardine in a can, right? And you may also get hit in the head or accidentally kicked in the, you know, in the legs. So I, cause I've heard stories that, you know, there's been jaws broken from Ooh. someone kicking. Yeah. And so 
But I felt that there was room. I felt that there was space. And it was more what was I'm competing against. It wasn't about the other people. It was about calming my anxiety when I was in the ocean. I literally had to go on my back three times and backstroke. And I have saw, I think, one of the four skidoos out there with the lifeguards. And I literally almost flew in the white flag. I was going to just say, rescue me, pull me back to shore. And also when I was swimming, I thought to myself, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get it because when you feel panicked and when you literally think this is something that I can't do. And even though you, you know, you have put into practice, you just never know what happens, right? And that's just very similar to life. Like all these obstacles are, you think you you may be prepared, but then real life happens and you're like, whoa, I did not expect this feeling. But how did you overcome the feeling of I'm going to stop? I'm going to, I'm not going to continue. I hate this. Well, yeah, there were three things that actually happened that were poignant for me to push forward. One, when I was getting out of the water just to keep going, because I knew the day before where to place the objects, where things were going to be. And I did the swim clinic, the bike clinic, and the run clinic before this. So I kind of had the idea of what the race trail looked like. When I asked Ian, he was one of the trainers, he basically said, it's up to you to know the course. You have to know the course. It's not up to people telling you what to do or where to go. And so studying and learning the course, I think knowing where I was going to go, that kind of helped me. But honestly, coming out of that ocean, I was in a disarray. I just knew, okay, here's my stuff. Hurry up, get on the bike and go, go, go. And so I just took off and jammed. And I, I really felt that I was just passing everybody on the bike. And that was because of practice. Yeah. So it was interesting, the contrast with the swimming where that I felt was my favorite sport. I don't know, the cadence of it, the, the feeling of the water, there's something I felt so powerful. Breath work. Yeah. yeah. But I lost it. The anxiety got the best of me when I was in the ocean, but with the training, with the bike, it was just autopilot, go, go, go. And then when I got to the point for putting on the shoes, that was a whole other level of going, oh my gosh, quickly have to put, change the shoes, hand the other person that, you know, the one of the volunteers, your gear that you just stripped off from the bike and go, just go as fast as you can. Don't stop, keep going. And I couldn't, I mean, at that point, I've only stacked the exercises two of a row. I never have had the opportunity to stack all three of these sports. So it was the first time that you actually swam, biked, and then had to run. And so you felt like your mind wanted to go, but your legs didn't? I knew what I had to do. I knew the running, but my knees weren't picking up as high as I could, but I just knew what to do. And at the point where my legs were tired and I was tired, but my spirit and my mind, I just kept saying to myself, I'm strong. I'm powerful. Don't stop. I'm strong. I'm powerful. Don't stop. And I knew if I stopped, there would have been no way, absolutely no way I could have kept going. Well, look, I, I am so proud of you for taking on the challenge because it wasn't easy to train for it either. Like it, there's a lot of time that you need to free up for it. You were originally part of the very first team that, you know, I put together and 
during COVID, a lot of the team members moved away. So I had to find some new women. And also what changed was that I moved. We weren't meeting up for training anymore. Everything was online. And so how did you experience that? Like, how was it to kind of make these training sessions a lot more yours than just participating? You actually had to find a group to write with. You actually had to find a group to swim with. Like, did you find that empowering or was it a kind of disappointing, like in the overall experience? No. And in fact, it was surprisingly welcoming because this triathlon community is extremely supportive. There's so much emotion and perseverance that you have to do. It's just not a mind, body, spirit experience. It's just like you really, when you're hit in these challenging moments, how are you going to overcome this? And all of these people have seemed to all of these athletes, there's a relationship there. You have dedicated yourself to three different sports. It's not just running a marathon where people can just sign up and anyone can just walk it. No, this is where you are training. And these are specific groups. A lot of these groups are not just supportive, but they are in it. They live and breathe it. I mean, they have gizmos and gadgets and the high tech, (laughs) everything. I'm looking at these girls wearing these elaborate watches and, you know, bands around their, their hearts meters and all of this stuff. I mean, this one guy recently met at the ocean swim, he was just in it for his own time. He was competing against himself, you know, but everyone came together to support because you're experiencing the same, you're experiencing this high, you're experiencing this adrenal. I mean, even with the biking, if there was something wrong with my bike, someone would notice it and tune it. I mean, there was so much encouragement. When I crossed that finish line, I had a couple of girlfriends and a guy friend there, and I saw my two girlfriends first. Oh my gosh, it was so overwhelming. I didn't expect that tears were falling. My girlfriend, her tears were falling. I would show, she's like, You're a crier. I'm, I'm like, I'm not crying. You're a crier. And my other girlfriend came in and she's hooting and hollering. We were so bonded at that moment and emotional, but not just bonded, they were inspired. And now they want to do it next year. So I'm going, well, if you guys are going to do it, I guess I have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say it's very rare for anyone crossing that finish line to never do it again. It is such an accomplished feeling, and especially that you've gone through hell and back, that it wasn't easy, that it was challenging, that you've been wanting to quit several times. It makes it even more of a valuable experience. And that oftentimes leads you to do to sign up for another one and another one. And yeah, how cool is it that you were not only like having a great journey yourself and, and felt this pride that you know you may not feel every day that this is something so that carries with you for for so long and you get to inspire all these other friends and family members and, and they don't even have to do triathlon it is they could do something else that they've been wanting to do like well you know what sparrow is doing it and she didn't know how to do triathlon and she was injured before and she was you know not really into any of this but now look at her and even bigger than that too it's hey if i accomplish this at this level What else can I accomplish in life? Ooh, exactly. That morning when we put on our wetsuits and we were, it was still dark and man, it's ugly early, right? In that, uh, you know, just when you wake up at 4.30 to do a triathlon, you're like, why am I doing this? 
And when you actually, you know, see your teammates and you're like, I love this, the community, the, just what you were saying, the, the triathlon community is so strong and so upbeat and so uplifting. And then when you jump in the water and do the triathlon, you're like, yes, I feel so alive and I so want to do this. And so when, you know, when I saw you first passing me and then celebrating at the finish line, I just felt this immense pride for you and this joy that this is, this, that was my goal. Like that's the whole reason why I had put the influencer team together and why I wanted to do this because I knew how empowered I felt and how, how many fears I had to conquer and how many skills I had to learn. I didn't know how to swim freestyle at all when I first signed up for my triathlon. I didn't have a road bike. I had to learn, on, learn to clip in my shoes, which was scary at the beginning. I didn't know how to ride downhill, how to take the turns. I had to learn all of that. And doing that, going through it and signing up for something that really kind of is scary and a whole lot to take on, but doing it anyway makes you feel prepared for life, for other things. Like you said, like that big, it's, it's like, what else can you do? Yeah, exactly. There's another aspect to this training too. I mean, yes, you're meeting a great community. You really are. And yes, you're challenging yourself and you're reaching your optimum levels. But I also find the other side of the self-care I mean, I had compression sleeves on my legs. I invested into this, like it's called Nano-V, where you have to breathe in these vapors and it's supposed to help with um, recovery as well as, because it's like these water droplets that go around where you have like a free radical damage and it snaps these proteins back into these baskets in your body. Like, you know, of course, yoga, but infrared saunas and Epsom salt baths. There's like the whole other side of recovery too. <laughs> I mean, I'm training and there's an addiction that comes with this, but then there's also, you have to recognize the whole other aspect of this downtime and self-care. And that was a big part of the journey too, because I did injure my hamstring. I did injure my biceps. You know, I'm training with guys doing pull-ups <laughs> and I'm thinking, my God, I'm pushing myself because you want to see how far you can go. But then you realize, okay, that you have an injury now. You have a race to do. How are you going to mend yourself? How are you going to mentally do this? How are you going to, you know, step into this healthy role and be whole and complete so you can compete? Like you said, you had this injured knee. What did you have to do. You had to rest. You had to take some time for yourself. So acknowledging that other side besides just pushing and, you know, charging forward, which is adrenaline high in itself, but there's also like, holy cow, I need, I need to sleep. You need extra sleep. You'll go to bed earlier. So many good habits come <laughs> from training for a triathlon. What I what I have found, uh, a lot of people obviously say, well, life is too busy. I am too tired. And that's exactly when you should actually take on a challenge because what you'll do is you'll start making time. Mm -hmm. You start putting it in your calendar. You start creating time, carving out time for the thing that you really want to do. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Best travel experiences are more than just vacations. They shape who we are and they bring us closer to the people and places we love. This is the magic of travel. I'm Bruce Wallen 
And in my 20 plus years as an editor and writer, I've covered the world's most extraordinary travel experiences from places like Rob Report, National Geographic, and Departures. And I've met some incredible people along the way. The people who make that magic happen. For the first time, I'm inviting you to join me in a little-known world of luxury travel innovators, connoisseurs, and tastemakers, an exclusive group of industry leaders with a passion for the very best of travel. With every episode of Travel That Matters, you'll get access to insider knowledge, secret getaways, unforgettable luxury hotels, and one-of-a-kind travel experiences to expand what you thought was possible like venturing into the jungle and coming face to face with rare wildlife. The experience that we had lives within my heart. I don't think I'll ever leave those incredible moments, those gentle giants all around us. Or paying for an extravagant vacation and having no idea what you're in for. They never know where they're going. It almost doesn't matter, you know, whether you take people to Jungle Desert Mountain, it's what happens when you're there that's important. Set off for adventure every other week with Travel That Matters. Each episode is packed with stories to get you dreaming about your next trip and expert advice to help make it happen. Open the door to extraordinary experiences where every minute carries meaning and every moment brims with wonder. The power of travel is huge. It changes people's lives. This is why we travel. This is Travel That Matters. And so like, I I was also wondering, you're already a healthy eater, you exercise frequently, but how has this type of training and like trying these new types of exercises changed how you go about your daily life? That's a two-part question for me. One is answering by what is your priority, you know, setting your priorities. Cause sure you have these goals and you want to do, but what is, how are you going to prioritize in your day? And working out was huge for me. I had to train, I had to do this. But the one thing that I discovered, I fell in love with swimming, you know, right before the race, I was up to 106 laps. I jumped so much you can feel your improvement. You can see your body improving. You know, there's not just, it's not just the physical change, but there's the aptitude of like how you physically, your ability, your endurance, your perseverance, everything. There's a high that we talked about. And I think that's what people get addicted to, you know, that high, because that's where they want to sign up for the next race, the next race. Absolutely. That's how I stay motivated. During COVID, I didn't have a race to sign up for. So at the beginning of this year, I I made myself a promise that I was going to do a sprint triathlon by myself every month. Oh, And I have every month. I'm just doing it from home. And sometimes I need to work in between and I'll just do or do the laundry. It's not like you have to like do everything at once, but at least do the swimming, biking and running that day. I get really lazy and and complacent if I don't have goals for myself. For next year, I sign up for an Ironman 70.3. So that's half an Ironman. Incredible. And that will take a lot of time to train for, about six months. So I, I've just started. 
And at times I'm thinking, oh, Jill, you're such a type A personality. Now you got to add this onto your schedule. You're kind of crazy. You already have so much work to do. And then I'm thinking, yeah, but you know what? This is actually my self-care because I take myself out of the office and out of my gym. I take myself, like, right, as a trainer, I spend a lot of time indoors, actually, in my gym and also in my office for podcast recording and other things I do. So I, the wonderful thing is that I'm out in nature. Then I wake up earlier. Like this morning, I had to train a client at 7.30. I made sure that I had a four-mile run-in before I started working with my client. So I, I am more determined. I, otherwise, I wouldn't have done it. And I wouldn't take on all these challenges and carve out the time if I don't sign up for something that I cannot not train for. And that's kind of also key. If something is too easy and you can do it tomorrow, right? If you were to sign up for something, if it's a 5K and you, you could actually run a 10K, it's not exciting enough. It has to be something that's more than that 10K. It could be half a marathon that you're like, okay, now I really need to push it and train for it. Yeah. You guys are in my hearts. This experience will stay with me forever. Each girl I'm proud of, and it was amazing to cross the finish line and hug each other and really take our group photo together. I mean, it was just wonderful that we all shared that exact trying experience and it will be with in my heart forever. So thank you, Joel. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. And it gives me goosebumps because that's truly the thing. One thing I said afterwards, when we are 75 years old, we're going to still remember this. We're still going to like call each other and say, You'll hey, you're racing when you're 75 years old. <laughs> <laughs> it's so special to do it together. You know, a lot of times I've done these triathlons by myself, even though I trained sometimes with other people, a lot of the journey was by myself and sharing this with you all was so heartwarming and heart opening. And I just want to do more of it. And for everyone who's listening and wants to try a triathlon, wants to practice, you know, for something adventurous, do something different and do it. Sign up, book the trip that you've been wanting to do. If you feel weak, get stronger. If you feel shy or timid, work out and, and work on your strength too. It gives you confidence. It's not just about, hey, I'm going to take care of my body and lose some weight. No, it's really truly about feeling your strength in your spirit when you're actually doing something that is scary and that is out of your comfort zone. This is where you build real strength, resilience that you'll bring into every area of your life. And Sparrow, like I am, again, so, so proud of you for saying yes to the challenge because it starts there, right? Because sometimes when you do know, all that is waiting for you, you may say, no way. But if you just say yes and learn step-by-step what you need to do and go through it all, it's magical. Yeah, it really was. Thank you, Jill. It's just exploring all the possibilities, you know, through the challenges to the heartfelt emotions. It's really about exploring those possibilities and what you can do. Thank you. I so appreciate you. I love you. And I hope so many are going to be inspired to say yes to the challenge that they have in mind. This show was produced and edited for Kurt Co. Media by AJ Mosley. Share this episode with a friend who you care about. Sending wonderful, healthy information like this is one of the best ways we can show our friends and loved ones we care. As always, my friends, have a wonderful day and I will see you soon.